Yes, when we're dealing with the ribuah of tefillin, that's mentioned in Siman Lamed Bet, Sif Lamed Tet. It says over here that the ribuah needs to be betofran, belachsonan, it needs to be bemoshavan, and also the patim. Now, when you have the ribuah, you have the ribuah, and it's, it's, it's merubah all over. It's usually a problem, you, you'll find the problem much more in the bait shel rosh than the bait shel yad. Why is that? Since you have arba batim, four batim on the rosh, it tends to either open up, or initially they didn't make it so much of a ribuah. And then it comes out to be a problem. So you have to measure. That is, you, that is what you look for when you receive batim, or even new batim, many times new batim, they're just not merubah. Why not? Because it's very hard to make it merubah. Because you have over there four batim. When we're dealing just with the yad, that is one bite, it's much easier. You have the gasot, the tefillin gasot. You have a thick layer that you can play around with and shave, right? How does it come? First, you get a piece of leather, a piece of skin, and usually it's taken from either the neck or the cheek of the cow. That is where the thick part is. And the way you form it is you put some metal piece inside. First you, you push it with some kind of metal piece with a machine. Put it, push it inside so it forms that kind of look. Afterwards, you put the piece of metal inside until the end of the ibud, until the process of uh, drying it, that it gets the form that you want it to get. Same thing with the rosh. You put four metals in there. Why do you put four metals in there? Right? First, you make the four holes, and then you leave four metals in there as deep as you can. Why is that? Because as it's drying, it's going to clog and close. And then you can't do anything with it. You're going to have to drill, and you make holes inside the batim. Making holes in the batim, you see in Siman Lamed Gimel, sometimes it's kosher and sometimes it's not. If you have two holes, already you're running into uh, pasul. Why? Because you can have a hole in one bite, but you have to have a full bite in between. Uh, in between, so you have two batim that have a hole. It could, you could have you could have it kosher if you have it in, in bite number one and number three, or bite number two and number four. But if you have three holes, you can't have any way that it's going to be three holes unless it's the same side of bite, right? But if you're having three batim holes, you have a serious problem. So now, when you get bite shel rosh, you'll have that that issue that many times the ribuah is off. But when the ribuah is off, it's not good. Now, sometimes you have the batim that starts to open up. The four batim starts opening up, and you have space in between. That's also a common issue, common problem. It depends how the ibud was done, if and, and how long they left it in the in the chemicals in order to dry up. How long they spend on it, how good it was it was made. That's why it's it's important to get good batim as opposed to batim that are not made so good that eventually they could open up. Once it opens up, you, you lose the ribuah. There are those poskim, like the Shran Kharav, even the Ben Yoyada, um, uh, not Ben Yoyada, in, in, in Bnayao. Um, what's the Sefer of the, of the Ben Yishchai? Um, Od Yosef Chai. Od Yosef Chai, he brings over there Machloket, if you could close up the batim with your hands, you could just hold them tight with your hands, 
and then the ribua would still be kosher. Shchan Aruch Ravi paskins le'akel in such a thing. But the we machmir in such in such thing, especially that we're dealing with here with safek uh, deoraita. Ribua is pasul midoraita. It's not pasul midoraita. Although we found the machloket. What's the other option? There's no option. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, if you want to fix it by the Batimachel, so the way they work it is they have to open it up and push the Ma'abarta, when you put the, the, the Titura, when you push the Titura upward, so what happens is naturally it would close up. But it's, a, it's, it's work. It's work, it's expensive. So if you have good Batim that you paid a lot of money, you'll make that kind of job because it's going to cost you. If you have cheaper batim, so it's it's better already to buy new batim. If you hold it in your hands, there's a machloket if that would help you when you measure the ribua once you close it with your hands. You hold it tight. The the the, the machmirim, as the Ben Shchai brings down lalacha, would hold that since you're not going to hold it like this all the time, so it doesn't have din ribua. It's not going to help you. But that is where you find more of a problem. The batim, many times, you have to... The what? Okay, so could be that that's the, that's the mekilim, but uh, you have over here a machloket. It's a machloket deoraita, and you shouldn't be mekil. Also, you'll have a problem, and that's already also more in Rosh than the Yad. That's on the bottom of the bite, the titura itself, but titura tachtona, you know, the titura elyona, titura tachtona, because the bite closes up on itself, and it has that extra piece that comes out of the ktsitsa, of the bite itself, that goes around on the top and on the bottom. You open it up, you put the parashot inside, right? The titura tachtona many times would lose the ribua because the person sweats. And especially if the titura tachtona is thin, it's very thin, and especially if it's not gasot, it's dakot, it's batim dakot, or pshutot, so then it's much thinner, so you could lose the ribua. With the with the sweat. So there's a lot of things. We'll speak about it, but also we'll see the demonstrations that we'll get um, is from the Batimacher that sells more expensive, and we'll we present we'll present to him those questions. But we'll see. Um, one of the things will be the way you make the Batim. Again, there's um, there's there's two types of um, markets. One is the Batimachers that do it personal, and one is the factories. The Batimacher, when you give it to a Batimacher, he does it for you, it's custom made. You, you, he'll do it for you from scratch, he'll work on it, or whatever. That those that get the raw material already and it's all, almost half done, whatever it is, then he'll work on it. So every little detail would be done, um, overseen by that Batimacher that you trust. And he'll work on it and make sure that everything is perfect. As opposed to the factories that do a quantity, and uh, because they sell quantity, and you pay for that much less. So when a person buys for himself tefillin, of course it's recommended to get something more expensive, much better. Tefillin would last you forever. If you don't abuse them, good tefillin would last you all your life. When you get something cheap, so... A, you're losing out many things along the way, all kind of hidurim. Sometimes those hidurim even, uh, not only hidurim, but those, those issues could be kashrut problems. As we might just mentioned right now, we'll mention, mention more as we go along. And secondly, many times you'll, you'll you know, as they say, that uh, cheap is really expensive. You buy a cheap car, 
and you, you feel that, you know, uh, you can't afford buying some, some car for $8,000, but you could afford paying 4000 Yeah, but every two weeks you buy the garage, and at the end of the year you already spend that 8000 So you could have bought something expensive that costs you 8000 if 8000 is expensive, but along, along, it, it would last you, and, and it also keeps the value, right? After a year, after two years, you want to sell it, so you'll get the 8000 maybe 7500 maybe seven. But that car that you bought for 4000 with millions of problems, in the end of the day, you'll throw it for $500. So that's that same thing with Batim. You'll see it all, all the time. People that buy Pshutot, it doesn't even last a year. It just doesn't make it. It doesn't make it. And you see people, and, they, and, and many of them, usually people that buy those cheap Batim, are not so much knowledgeable. So they're, not, they, they're going to wear it for the rest of their life like this. And you'll tell them that it's pasul. Most of them would let it. I'm, I'm, t- I'm telling you from experience. I'm not just uh, throwing theories. When you come to a person, you tell him, uh, he'll show it to you, and he'll ask you about it, and, you'll ch- and he'll even send it to ch- for checking. And you tell them, look, your parashiyot are fine, but the batim are, are ruined, and the corner is not a good corner. It's fine. Don't worry about it. It's good. It's good. Right? So usually that kind of attitude... It's an attitude of a person that, that, that uh, look, when, when he'll go to buy a cell phone, he's not going to have that attitude. He'll go to the store, and he'll ask the, 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 the salesman, what do you have? I need uh, the newest version, the X10 Plus. And he'll try to convince him to get the X9 Plus because he, doesn't, he ran out from the X10 Plus, and it's $500 more. And he told him, thank you very much, and he'll go to Best Buy and buy it. For that, although over there they'll charge him even a little bit more, and they'll even sell him all kind of other things along the way. When it comes to the batim, he's not going to spend that kind of money. What do you have the cheapest, Rabbi? That's the cheapest you got? That's too expensive. So that's an attitude of many people, and this is one of the issues you'll find. Yeah? So just to, to so you get to know. Now, second thing that it says in, uh, we go in Viter, safe Mem. Or batim shachor. There's a mitzvah to make the batim shachor. Now, this, the lashon of the Shulchan Aruch, if you, find, if you look well, he says that it's mitzvah. Mashen can buy retzuot. He says that it's halacha lemoshe misinai shiush chorot. And the difference is that the retzuot is a complete obligation. It's halacha lemoshe misinai that it should be black on top. On the bottom, it's a machloket. On the bottom, you have some poskim that say that it should be black on the bottom. Rambam brings like that. Keset HaSofel says from the sides it should be black, not only on top, but also on the sides. But from the, the, the poskim, it doesn't sound like that's, that's needed. Also from the fact that the poskim say that you can cut the retzuah. They don't say that you need afterwards to blacken it on the corner, right, on the side where it was cut. Um, when he brings it down, he says that you should, how you should put it in and then cut it. He doesn't, and, and, and he, after he explains that you should make it black and then cut it, he doesn't say, and then you should uh, color and paint the side of where you cut it and so on. So you have the Arizal that holds it should be black on the bottom and the top. So that's what today it became in style that everybody gets black on black. It's almost... Um, nine out of ten, I would say, even more than that. Nineteen out of twenty will get black and black. Yeah, also have another another uh, advantage with that that it doesn't black and white could within time uh, crack, and you see the white crack on the black kutsua, 
Okay, so there's machloket how much black does it need to be? Lachatchila v'adai it needs to be shachor ke'orev, as black as possible. That's the way the Mishnah Bura brings down. Le'bediavad is it me'akev? Pashtut cracks are not me'akev. How much does it need to be in order for it to be me'akev? Esalmat chaim that says that as long as it's majority, it's still kosher. But it depends what you call majority. If you have, if you count as the retzua itself, and you'll say that. 49% of the retzua is white, and then from there on, it starts getting black. That's not what it means, obviously. It means that you'll find stains here and there that are not so much make up of the retzua. That's probably what it means. But that's a very lenient approach. The poskim don't agree with such a thing. The halacha seems to be, the poskim brings to, seems to be that if you have black spots, you should... 100% make it black and not leave it like that. And only cracks, as we talk right now, is not Merkev. But also that one should try to uh, to have as black as possible. So this is when we're talking about Retzua. Retzua is Halacha Moshe Misinai that should be black. The Batim is not. Rambam brings down that one should have it black. Halacha. That those that want to learn the Rushalmi, uh, that it should be black. But Lalacha Shukhan didn't say that it should be black. I had somebody called me up from a hospital and he said that there's an old man and he has his tefillin, but it's white. And he doesn't have another pair of tefillin. So, okay, listen, if you don't have another pair of tefillin, so it's either you wear it or you don't wear it. Lalacha is that you should wear it. It's only le mitzvah, which means it's a mitzvah mina mufchar. It's a good thing. Do you have to have it black? For sure, because the halacha doesn't say that you should have it black. So maybe you would say, maybe la halacha, le bracha, you would say maybe we will choshesh for those that are machmir. But le maise, you should definitely wear it, right? Now, this is important halacha. If you take a look at the Mishnah Bura, you'll see over here that he brings the chayadam la halacha. That says that when you make the batim black, make sure that the black doesn't have mamashut. Take a look inside. He says, in Kuf Pei Hei, HaShachut Tov Yotar Sheyeh Botseva Shachor Sheyeh Bo Mamash Klal. He should not have any Mamashut, no substance, which means the paint should not have substance. You have to understand, it's a little bit hard, because when you use paint to paint the batim, you put the paint on the batim, the paint is thick, it's a very thick paint, because the batim right now are white. Or whenever you do Sgira, you paint the, that place of the titura. So you put a nice amount, the paint is very thick. And how many layers you put? Some, some batimacher that put eight layers, ten layers of paint, one after the other. So you have over here mamashut. And then they send it slowly, slowly, they send it off. But whatever it is, mamashut is there. So he says, But only a little bit of uh, looks a little bit black, but not shouldn't have a black substance of paint on top of it. So that's lechatchila. This is how he brings lechatchila. This is the chokmat adam, and he brings down bemin glance. Glance is a shine. One layer, one sheet of layer. Rather, it comes down, comes out as pieces of perurim, like crumbs, the paint crumbs. And you see it many times. And when you open the tefillin, old tefillin, you open the old tefillin. 
when you open them, you'll see that paint falls off. Old paint falls off. Now, sometimes you'll see that a layer comes off. Mamash, a layer comes off. This is what he says, that it's no good. It's pasur. Uh, but um, if it comes out as perurim, crumbs, he says that bidiyavad is kosher. This is the opinion of the Chochmat Adam that the Mishnah Bura is posek like. So there's a famous machlokin in that as the Nodabi Yudah, the first tshuva, the Nodabi Yudah, tshuva Aleph, he brings down a whole beautiful tshuva to prove that if you put something on top of the batim, is not posel the batim whatsoever. And therefore you can make it very thick and even goes further than that. But we, have, we need to learn about that Nodabi Yudah and the Machloket in length to understand it. But Nodabi Yudah holds that it's kosher. Lemase, the Chachmat Adam came to argue, the Chaya Adam came to argue on the Nodabi Yudah fiercely. Every, every point of the Nodabi Yudah came to argue. And then you have many poskim that came to defend the Nodabi Yudah, Le'alacha Lemase, but you have over here a big machloket. Gidulei Hakodesh was also machmir, like the Chaya Adam, and it came down machloket up to our generation. The samples came that say that, like the Nodabi Uda, like the Tashbin Rav, and there's many poskim that say like the Chaya Adam. But you have over here Mishnah Bura that's machria, like the Chaya Adam, unless it's perurim. If it's perurim, it's mekel. It comes down like crumbs. It's mekel. Why is it no galimase? It's no galimase. First of all, for those batim that really you see a thick layer. Right? We spoke about this piece. That's, where, that's really the question. When you have a thick uh, paint, sometimes you see that there's a bubble of paint comes up on the, on the top of the titu, on the ktsitsa. The top of the ktsitsa, which means the top of the bite, you see a paint coming up. Why is that? The paint starts coming up, just like you have sometimes on the, on the wall when they paint. Not such a good paint. So after a while, you see that it starts getting bubbles on the wall either from the moist or whatever it is. But if it's a good paint, you go to the store and you get a good paint, it, does, it shouldn't happen because it sticks well on the wall. Same thing here. The bubbles or it's extra paint, they just, it's not even? No, you see, it's a bubble. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like that before. All of a sudden it starts forming as a bubble, comes up. So could be you run into this question over here because if you could take it out as one layer... It could be that according to Mishnah Bura, it will be Pasul. If it doesn't come out as much as one layer, so at least it's Perurim, which is Bediavad. Now, the Minag today is to make it like that. This is almost not unheard of that they make Chazuta Be'alma. Rather, they put a nice amount that it should look good. And the question is also very common today um, that uh, those, those peeling straps. The peeling straps today... Um, there was one of the factories that made straps with a good shell, and after a while, all of a sudden, they saw that it started peeling. After a person wears it for a few months, a year, two years, he sweats on the on the retzuot, and all of a sudden, the top layers start coming off. So you have two kinds of layers that come off. You have that the paint comes off, and then it would come off as peurim peurim, which is very which is common. And then you will say, okay, that's kosher because of this nodab, of this uh, Mishnah Bura, that even according to the Chumah of the, the Mishnah Bura, the Gozak the Chayadam, he'll still 
permit you bediavad if it's peurim peurim today the noheg to be mochshir like this lechatchila as well. But if it comes out as one layer, and we're talking about black on black retzuot, which means even though it comes out as one layer, it's still black on the bottom of that of that layer that comes out. It's because it's soaked with black paint, so you have the whole retzuot black. It's not a problem because of that. But can you have a layer on top? So again, so if it's a layer of paint that comes off, so over there, since it comes off perurim perurim, and this is the more common retzuot, so such a thing. Would, you could be mochshir. The ones that it's much less common, but still, it's, it was spread around a few years ago, is, uh, is, the, is the layer of plastic that's on top of the retzua. And it comes out mamash as, one, as another piece. And you can see it's plastic. It's plastic. It's like, um, it's like a rubber. You, you feel like latex on tops. And you can just peel it off, and it keeps on going. So over here you have a big question. According to Nodabiu, that would be kosher. And many poskim went along with that Nodabiu, that to be machshir that retzua. Of course, one should change it. First of all, it's defected. Secondly, um, according to, you, we, we, uh, we're dealing with a question, but they're right, retzua, if it's not kosher. So you were in Mekam the Mitzvah, and you're saying, Brochot Levatala, and so on and so forth. So we're dealing with the retzua, with the Mitzvah, they're right. I would definitely want to change. But with the Avad, can you be machshir? Uh, let's say, lemafreya, um, retroactively, everything that, all these mitzvot that you did up to now. Many poskim, they have felt that, yes, you could. Like, uh, for instance, Rav Chatzkel Roth made a tshuva, and he was machshir b'diavad, based on this noda b'yuda. There's many poskim in Eretz Yisrael that felt that it's me'akev afilu b'diavad. And they wrote a tshuva about this. Many gdolei ador wrote a tshuva about this. But the arts that deem to be mekel. Let me just explain to you. The Nodabiuda says three reasons why the black paint, the thick black paint, or whatever you put on top of the bite, is still okay. And he deals over there with all the points. There's three points that would be questionable that the Chayadam addresses. And one is, one of the reasons... He addresses is by batim. It needs to be roe pnei avir. Now you don't find this concept in the Shulchan Aruch over here. You find it in your Edea. and it's a concept that's brought down in the Gemara, which means the bait has the parshiot inside, and the parshiot inside needs to be roe uh, pnei avir, which means nothing should separate between the parshia and the bait. It should be just the parshia and the bite, and without the bite, it should see the outside. So the only thing that you have inside the bite is obviously the matlit that covers the parshia, which is also alachal Hashem Sinai, and one must have that matlit covering the parshia, piece of of um, cloth that covers the parshia, and it, it should cover completely as the tikkun atfilin brings down. Kuntfilin is the Baruch Amar, Rishon. And otherwise, you should not have other things in between. So when you have a thick paint, something that's not needed, or you have something else that you put on top, you have a question of You'll see the question also comes up, that the Mephoshim explained, that when you have Baichel Rosh, that you really want it to be Yad, what the Shulchan Aruch said, you just 
put on top of it a, a, a cloth to make it into one bite. So, but it's not open air Over there, you say that since it's batel to the bite. So, if that's the case, if, if we deal with such a case of open air bite, that doesn't apply to retzuot. So if you have something on top of the retzua, like a plastic on top of the retzua, you could have permitted. Second issue that's brought down is the shin. When you put something on top of the bite, you're covering the shin. Even if the shin is visible now, but it's, it's visible through the, the, the blitot. But be'etzem, it's covered. The shin shouldn't be covered. It should have just the black paint on top of it, and that's it. If you put something thicker on it, it could be that the shin itself was now. So, Different type of paint, no? Yeah, so we're talking about black paint. What kind of paint do you need to have? The plane that you, that we spoke already in length, even the even the the color on the in, on the ink when you write the parshiot and the mezuzot, we spoke about that in length. According to Shochan Aruch, any black would be good. We also, as long as it's black, it's motar beficha, it's fine. So glance means shine. Do you need to have a shine? No, they make it for hidu. It looks nicer. You don't need to have it like that. In, in previous generations, they didn't have such a beautiful look. The tefillin today is gorgeous. Take a look at the tefillin that our grandfathers had, even our fathers from previous generations. It's my, today I got the tefillin like this. You remember those small tefillin from the grandfathers? The small, very tiny, like the pitzponim, but they weren't pitzponim. They were uh, they were made from uh, from uh, the, the, the the dakot, and they're old, and they and they're not and they're not so. They don't look good. They're not, you know, the paint is is, is coming off and it's peeling and the sheen. And the, you just take a look. I, today I received such a thing. My my, my kid that sees tefillin on daily basis, he asked me, what is this? Is this uh, is, is this a real tefillin? He was like, you know, and I, he didn't see such a thing. That said, pitzponim, he saw many times. That's the same size as the pitzponim. It doesn't look like the like tefillin. It looks like a toy. So, yeah, so we today have gorgeous tefillin with all the hidurim. We need to appreciate that we're making mitzvah. We're making a mitzvah to such an extent that, uh, you know, the gdolim of the gdolim of previous generation didn't have such beauty in their tefillin. Yeah? So that is when we're talking about the shin that is covered. When we're dealing with the ritzua, there's no shin on the ritzua. It doesn't need to be covered, so it's all good. Question is, for the third reason that you have something that covers the bite, which you shouldn't have, can you have such a thing on the retzua? So that's where the question comes up. Of Steinbuch, by the way, holds Lemase that over here even the Nodab Yuda would be posel because what the Nodab Yuda was machshir is something that's raui to be on top. It's something that's not raui. It's not part of the tefillin. You have a piece of plastic that's not part of the tefillin. You're connecting something that has no shaykhus to the tefillin. So it's a big sugiya. In the Gemara, is the cover batel to the bay, to the to the kli, or the kli batel to the cover? And this is the machloket. This is the core of the machloket of the Nodab Yudah. And uh, the Gra also holds. The Gra holds the kula. He holds that the cover is batel to the kli. If that's the case, over here you'll have black paint, although it's not kosher, that plastic thing, but it's batel to the retzua. There are. It seems like from the Gemara, and this is how the Chokmat Adam proves, that the Kli is batel to the cover. 
If that's the case, you definitely have a problem. So over here, this is where the question comes up. Lemaise, lemaise, lemaise. Um, today there are those that are extremely concerned about having a special etzuot that don't peel and don't this and that. It's not common. It's just not common. There are those that still have those retzuot that peel, but it's not common. Today when you go to buy retzuot and it has echsher, the echsherim make sure because they, 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 they know of the problem that was few years ago, five, six years ago, the, the, there was such a problem. And when it, when it came, came, came in front of the table of the poskim, so they made those tikkunim that whenever there's a hechsher, they make sure that this is not an issue anymore. So I think the rash they make over this is a little bit over, uh, over, over made. It's not a svar of the Chayyim Adam. It comes out like this from the Gemara. It's uh, it's dinim in Kelea Bet Amikdash. So it's not it's not really svarot. It's dinim. Okay. So this is when we're talking about Oro. But so all these things I'm telling you all these things so you be prepared when the person comes and he speaks to you about those in your name. You'll be already equipped. You'll be able to teach him those things before he teaches you. Okay. Ora batim mitzvah laasoto shachor. חריץ שבין בית לבית צריך שיגיע עד התפר, ואם לא הגיע כשרה, ושיהיה ניכר החריץ כדי שיהיו דלת ראשי הנראים לכל. Very common issue. Now, שולחן ערוך brings down, like the Rambam brings down, that לכתחילה, he brings לכתחילה, although if you didn't do it, it's כשר, that there be תפר, the חריץ will be מגיע עד התפר. So you see that what? First of all, there's got to be a תפר in between the בתים. So you'll see many times in the Bait, Shel Rosh, those uh, that have a tefer that goes across the Arba Batim. So you have three tefirot that go across each Bait between the Batim to show that it's, it's, uh, it's open all the way up to the tefer. But when you don't see that, even expensive tefillin, it doesn't mean that it doesn't have the tefer because many of the Batim Many, many of the batim, I don't know if to tell you majority or not, but probably is majority, of the batim have tfirot, the chuta tefer in between. You only know when you open the bite and look inside, you'll see there's a tefer I need to show you. I need to bring those batim and show you how you can see the tefer inside. And once you have a tefer like that, you don't need to have it from outside. But some people feel that, you know, it's nicer to have it on the outside. And that is fine to have such tfirot on the outside. The, another thing that it's mentioned in the Shulchan Aruch, that which means the charitz should go, the, 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 the opening between each bite should go all the way down to the bottom, to the titura, to the tefer. That's the way the Shulchan Aruch brings down. There are different opinions about this. The Keseta Sofer brings down, although that would be a very nice thing to do, but he says, sometimes it's Yatsa because when you do it in such a way, it, it's more likely to open up. So it's better to have a little bit glue on the bottom, and with that glue, although it's only a little bit on the bottom, it's on the minority of the bite, it still will be kosher, because it's majority that's open, and that's fine. And with that, it's not going to open. When you have a little bit glue on the bottom, between the batim, it will hold it strong and will not open. 
Now, today again, that's one of the durim they'll make today, but team that really stay the way they are, and they have, um, they, they, they open all the way to the bottom. The charitz will be all the way, yagia ada tefer. Now, there are other opinions that it's enough to have it a little bit open. A little bit open. There's even an opinion that as long as you can put a thread in between them, that's kosher. But the Mishnah Bura brings down that Srita or Reshima Be'alma lo mehani klal. Ki akopanim tzarich avdel me'at ben abatim shiyo haritzim nikarim mamash. So you should not just make a line across, even haritzim across. It needs to be mamash that you see the 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 charitz go a little bit inside the bite. That's very important. But he says even more than that. Some sofrim take the bite rosh to cover it with paint. You paint it all together, and now it doesn't. It looks like bite shel rosh shel yad because you don't see charitzim in between. And then osim roshem beaglans. Then they take, make a little bit lines. He says that even that's not good. Now, he mentions in the Biur al he mentions another issue, and that is, אחריצים. Which means like this. That was also an issue that, that came up around 10 years ago or so. And it keeps on, you know, every few years. And that is such an issue that sometimes you'll see that the charitzim on top of the bite and also on the side are not aligned with the hole itself. So, what happens is sometimes the bite has a different size. When you want to put the batim inside, the, the parshiot inside the bite, you always have issue with two parshiot. The first parshiah, which is a thick parshiah, kadishli, and the very thick, the thickest parshiah is the last parshiah of vaya im shamo Very thick. So, you always have issue, it doesn't enter, not always, but that's more of the problem that it doesn't enter. It doesn't enter well into the bite. Shema, you don't have a problem. Vakivyacha is also not so big, so you don't usually have a problem. Well, they don't. They don't. Sometimes they do leave <laughs> a large amount of of cloth. As the Shulchan Aruch brings down, they don't do it like it's mentioned over there in the Mishnah Bura, thicker and thinner. But sometimes they leave more of a cloth. But Lemaise, it's not so common. When it comes to putting the Vayaki, Vayaya, Im Shamu you have a problem, doesn't it? So, so you could solve the problem by, by making the, that bite bigger than the bite of nearer to the Shema. The Shema bite you make a little bit thinner. And smaller, and the, and, and the, and the opening of the bite of the last parasha, you make it much larger, and then it can enter berevach. 
the problem with that, that if you do such a thing on top, you'll have the lining that you make in one very thin, and one much thicker. It doesn't look nice, right? You want to sell it. The customer sees such a thing. It doesn't look nice to his eyes. What do you do? So what do huh? Kasher. As long as it's ribua on the outside, it's kasher. It doesn't make a difference how big or how small the batim are. You can have bite that's smaller and bite that's bigger. But as long as it's there's ribua. But when it comes to such a thing, so the batim macher will have a, will have a etza. What, what do you do? You just make the lining even. Each one, it looks like four different batim that all uh, equal. The problem with that is that it's not. It's not aligned with the, bi- with the hole on the bottom of it. And you'll know that when you put a knife, you can put a knife. Some, some batim that it's not so hard. You can even open it with your hands. You just put some pressure and it'll open. And you'll see it doesn't open. You'll see that it cracks. When you see a crack, it starts cracking at the wrong place. So you'll know right away it's a problem. Sometimes you put a knife to it, and and usually it doesn't damage the tefillin because it's going to close right back. It might look afterwards that it was played with because the paint has that image of something that was that went in there. But but um, in the end of the day, if you suspect your tefillin have such an issue, you'll have to do one of those uh, those things. It's not also a common issue. It used to be more common. Again, in the more expensive tefillin, it has good echsher. You definitely don't have to worry. But those are, those are the, some of the issues that one needs to be concerned when he buys pairs of tefillin. If you want to, you know, give me the cheapest, Rabbi. What's the cheapest? What's the cheapest? The cheapest oh, can get you very cheap. But sometimes when you get cheap and the person that buys them doesn't know that you got them from a place with a really, you know, a reliable show. You can run into problems. Some, some things don't even have a show. Some There's so many batimachers, you know, it's Israel. You can't even imagine. Every day it pops another batimacher. So people learn the mikzah, they become batimacher. It makes money. I mean, you have a whole country that needs batim. How many, how many uh, you know, you can, you can produce and make a little bit living out of that. So... You need to know that the person that deals with it really knows the mikzah. Because you can learn it in short time. You work by somebody. The Jewish people have such a trade. They have this midah that once you learn by somebody something, the next thing you know, you become the competition, right? Whatever it is. If you want to have competition, teach your, teach your, uh, teach your worker the business. That's the way it is. Only Jews. So they didn't learn it's uh, it's Talmid Shaloshi Mesh Kol right? opens up now a factory of, uh, of, of batim that could really have issues of kashrut. And you'll buy them a little bit cheaper and they look good. And you're not going to know there's a problem until one day and another 20 years from now, the, you know, the, there'll be a problem with the bite and they'll send it to the batimacher. And the batimacher would uh, shave it off and see that the charitz was not in the right place or whatever it is. So those are some of the issues that we're touching when we're dealing with this, that one needs to be concerned. Now, in Mem Aleph, the Shuran Aruch says, When we're dealing with ribua, says the Shuran Aruch, don't be mistaken, it's ribua only on the sides, which means you'll measure the ktitza, the titura, the tfirot, titura elyona, titura tachtona, very important, the tfirot, on the bottom and on the top, and that's it. But the, the, the length of the bite, how lengthy, how tall it could be, there's no shiur. Although there are those that are machmir, which is, is a hidur to have it 
all over the same size, but sometimes that hidur is again yatsa befsedot. Why? Because if you have parshiot that you're trying to put into the batim, sometimes they don't enter. Like for instance, the yad. There's an issue with the tefillin shel yad. When you have tefillin shel yad, it needs to be put in the right place. Where is the right place? You have the muscle, the kibura, the muscle. The place to put the tefillin is where? On the half muscle, the, the half, the bottom half of the muscle. And it needs to be on the muscle. So you have over here a very limited place. You have a muscle, right? If you work out, maybe you have a bigger muscle. But you have a muscle. You cut it, you, 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 you divide it into half. The half on the bottom, when your hands is down, that place is where you should put the tefillin shaliyad, and only on the muscle, which means you don't put it too low when it's off the muscle. So it's a limit. Okay, I'm saying that's the way people measure it. So you have over here a limited place. When you have a bayit shaliyad that's too big, it's missing the place. What about left? And when we're dealing with, same thing, what's the difference? And when we're dealing with um, bar mitzvah boy, that's a usually tiny boy, so his hands is much smaller. So you're buying him batim. They, they might not be in the right place at all. That's the issue. And if you are also Chabad, then you have a triple problem. Why? Because their batim, you know, the chefza, like, you know, it's like a troktemani. You know, it's, it's huge. So you have a tiny boy and a real bite, like Chabad bites is a huge bite if anybody ever seen it. What's in the, what's in the because it's Shimush Araba says that it should be uh, su- such a thing. And so, what did he mean? He meant on the, on the Ktsitsa. What does he mean on the Titura? Where did he mean that it needs to be at Tzbaim or at Tzbaim? That's one of the reasons. So you have a gra that holds like that. A gra. But lemaseh, we have posek like the gra. So you have, so whoever's chabad, he has a mesorah like this, fine. But if you're not chabad, you know, what happens is, even when you're not chabad, but chabad, they did a wonderful job. They went all over. So, you know, they came to you and they, and, 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 and they convinced you to buy a, a tefillin because tefillin is a great thing. And they convinced you to buy tefillin and uh, you say, okay, so get me a pair. Now, you're not Chabad, and your father didn't wear such large tefillin. They actually had that small little things that, you know, that, that hardly survived. And you buy a beautiful pair of tefillin, but if you buy from Chabad, they're huge. So you have a problem in the Yad, and you have a problem with the Rosh. Because where should it be at the Rosh? The Rosh, it's Me'akev, that it should be over the hairline. And if you know how to put it correctly... So the Rosh is safe. But many of those people, they have huge tefillin, and they're not 100%, you know, we're talking about people normally, they're just starting. They're just starting, or they're not even starting, but they, could, they were convinced to, to do the mitzvah, and they want to do the mitzvah. Why not? Their father did it, their grandfather did it. They're not religious, but they want to do the mitzvah. So they'll put it, and it's going to go a little bit down on the forehead, and that's a very common issue. You go to shuls, and you'll see people put it on the forehead. If it goes even a bit, the titura even, goes a bit under the hairline, you're not yet said the mitzvah. You're not yet said the mitzvah. 
ברכה לבטלה, אשכנזים יש ברכה לבטלה, כי זה מייק ברכה on the ראש. ספרדים, זה מייק ברכה, so at least it's on the yard, if you put it on the right place, you're okay. So, what's the solution for this problem? You buy yourself small filin shel yad. Not spitzponim, small. There's a batim, there's a sofer in Boar Park, that came up with an idea to make batim that are smaller and very long. And with that, you save the problem, because the parshia itself, you can roll it very well, thin, thin uh, rolling, and you put it inside, and it fits. It's not, it's not pitzponim, it's not small parshia that you run into issues with the parshia not written so nicely. It's a re- nice written parshia, no issues, nothing. You can put it in easily, because it has room on top, and it's good. So that's a mala that... It's 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 going to lose the hidur of having a tribua also by the length. But since the Shulchan Aruch was not posek like that hidur, it's better to put it in the right place and be yotze, especially you if you're talking about... Hmm? You don't have the alachson. You what? You don't have the alachson according to him. No, no, it is alachson, 100%. It's alachson. The ribua itself is a perfect ribua. It's just not the, the, the length. It's going t- on top, longer. The Shulchan Aruch says... Yes. Ribu on top, yes. Each bag is an individual bag. What do you mean? That has to be like this. Yes, yes. Like now again, we're like talking about the the yad right now. The, the, this invention was only for the yad. The rosh doesn't make so much difference because in the rosh you can put it on top wherever you put it on top as long as it doesn't go under the hairline. You're okay. And Shulchan says, "Orch ve'rochav avatim ve'govhan en lo shiur," which means there's two things here. This first of all, the orach v'rochav abatim, it needs to be ribua, but it doesn't have a shiur. It has a minimum shiur, either two etzbaot or one etzba, which is uh, which is a which is a problem having it so small, and th- that's why someone learned that it's it's talking about the titura, uh, the length that we're talking about is the titura, not the length of the ktsitza and the tefillin, and govhan govhan doesn't have an issue at all. You can have it as lengthy. And long as you want. Next, shin shel tefillin alachal Moshe Misinai sheyaseh beorat tefillin shel rosh kemin shin boletet mikimtei or echad mimino vechad mismolo shel yamin amaniach shel gimel rashim vechel small amaniach arba rashim. Now, on the on the shin of the tefillin, you have some place you need. To, we need to see. Uh, there's a whole demonstration to show how to make. The shin, they shouldn't be chak Because you can easily make it chak You just put the, 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 what do you call it? On top of it. The what? The tfus. What is it called in English? Mold. The mold. You put the mold and it forms the shin. But then you have a sui, it's, it's, it's a, it's a You have it a sui chak So is there a problem of having chak since there are some opinions I hold, it's a problem. There are people that are very much machmir on that. But lemaase, the Shulchan Aruch holds there's no isur of chaktochot on the shin, and this is how majority of the poskim hold. If you take a look at Alachabura, he brings down lemaase like that. So those that make a big rush of the chaktochot on the shin, they really, you know, it's 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 a chumra. But it's not meikaradin. It's not going to be posel the bite if the shin is not is done with a mold. So the way they do it is first they make the shape 
with that mold. It, so, although right now with the mold you'll have it chaktochot, but then afterwards the mevatel, the mevatel, but you have a shin, you can't. Once you already made it with a mold, you made a shin, so then if you want to ma- bring it out more, you're just doing it leidu, but it's already made into chaktochot. Uh, so what do you do? You mevatel the mold. And once you have a tell the mold, the, the rabbi here said that the shin doesn't have to be, Rabbi, the shin doesn't have to be bechak tochot. Is that true? Shin? Yes. On the, on the bite. Does it need to be chak tochot? Does it, does, does it need to be not chak tochot? I don't know. Okay. So the way it's done, it's you mevatel the shin. After, what do you mean, mevatel the shin? You just push it back. What do you gain? You gain that you have the the shape of the shin that the mold gave you. It's mevutal. You don't have a shin anymore. But you have... What does it mean to push it back? Push it, yes. Inside? Push it back. You put... you. What you do is first, after it was pushed out, you paint it. You put a paint to it. So you'll know it doesn't have to be black. But you put a paint to it so you'll know that, how to make the shin nicely. You will push it back. And then you take like a certain kelly and you push it outward with that kelly. That those that don't allow you to push on the side, it's, it's a whole melacha. If you push from the side and let it come out, so that's again chaktochot. That's a chumra from Ravel Yashiv. So again, is it chumra? Is it meikaradin? So... The Shuhana would hold that it's a Chumrah. Shuhana would hold that it's a Chumrah. Today they make such a Chumrah in some of the Batim. It's that even the bottom of the Shin, bottom of the Shin, naturally comes out because the Titura is there. So it comes out naturally once you pull it out. It's, oh, so there are those that are Machmir to pull out even the end of the Shin, right? The Shin itself touches the Titura. That's the Halacha. You'll see it over here that the Shin is not on top of the Titura. It goes down into the titura itself. And it's touching the titura. The shin itself needs to touch the titura. So, there'll be machmir to even that pull out. Pull out. Next. Says the Shulchan Aruch. How did they actually pull out? Pinch, what is it? Yes. You have a kelly like this, a metal kelly. And you pull it out, pull out, pull out, pull out. It's a it whole work. Yes, it pulls out. You pull out. How did they no, so it's a, it's a whole melacha how to make it. So afterwards, after it's pulled out, by the way, you have already a shin. Then, then you could put a mold to it to make it look nice. You already have a shin. To make it look nice through chak tochot, that's not a problem because you have a shin. You have to assess. You have to assess. Right? No, because you pull it out. It's like, you, it's like you take a tweezer, so, so to speak, and t- with the tweezer you pull it out, put it out, put it out, slowly, slowly, it's a whole melacha. Listen, you see that when we're talking about issues and we're talking about details, it's always on tefillin shel rosh. That's why, that's a common thing, that tefillin shel rosh becomes pasul. So you tell the client, listen, your tefillin shel rosh is pasul. He says, okay, tefillin shel rosh is pasul, I have to change it. I need to change it tefillin shel rosh. The problem is, they don't sell you tefillin shel rosh. Why? Because tefillin shel rosh is majority of the work. It's ninety percent of the work. Tefillin shel yad is easy to make. Tefillin shel yad could cost you nothing. The problem is tefillin shel rosh. So once your tefillin shel rosh became pasul, so you're buying a whole set. 
you're not buying just 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 the tefillin shel rosh because you're not gonna they're not gonna sell you and also because it's that's more common to have nobody has extra tefillin shel yad left that uh, extra tefillin shel rosh left because they sold the yad and they didn't sell the rosh it's usually the opposite they, the, the rosh is the one needed and not the yad. So, so you see over here, you see that all the problems and all the details and all the halachot, shin, the tfirot, the batim, the, the charitzim, everything is in the tfilin shel rosh. That is usually when you'll have the problem, not the shaliyad. The shaliyad, after 10 years, you'll take it out, it looks like brand new. The rosh already looks, looks used up. Why? You sweat on the head, you put it on the hair. Some people use mousse, mousse or jelly. They put it on the hair, it gets to the tefillin, it loses the shape. Now, it usually doesn't get to the parasha itself because it's it's thick. The titura is thick. The way they used to make it with the dakot or the pshutot, it's it's thin. It could have been problematic also for the that the wet, the wetness, the moist will get into the parasha, parasha itself. But the the moist would ruin the titura tachtona. Sometimes a person goes to the mikveh before praying. He goes to the mikveh. He sweats a lot. He gets to shul. He sweats a lot. Right away, he puts the tefillin, right? Because you come in, you're already there already by Baruch Shamar. What are you going to do? So the right thing to do, if you sweat or you go to the mikveh to, uh, to, to dry your hair, take a towel or take a, take a piece of paper and dry your hair before you put the tefillin. If you didn't do that, you're ruining your tefillin. Slowly, slowly. Yes. When you said that there's a bar, there's a second bar break that makes it small and right. tall. It's only the shaliyad. Yes. The shorish, because I know. Yes. Yes. Today you see it's a common thing that the rosh is a regular size and the and the yad becomes like very thin and tall, and he has a skamot from many many gadolim to do it like that. Again, lalacha, it's definitely uh, permitted. It's only hidur not to do it like that. And could be that he do, you're losing out on the real issues, and that is to have the parasha in the right place. Okay? Of course. Mm-hmm. Of course. We said already that when you put, before you put the, the, the O in the Ibud, you have to say L'Shem Kedushat Tfilin. And from then on, the whole process is L'Shem Kedushat yeah, so now the question is, do you need to say every time L'Shem Kedushat Filin, the Alakha, we saw over here, there's three shitot. This, there's a shita that every time you stopped working, you have to come back, you have to say L'Shem Kedushat Filin. Alakha, we're not perfect like that. Once you say L'Shem Kedushat Filin, it goes through the whole process, even if you don't continue today, you continue in another month from now. But many times, you do one thing, and somebody else does another, right? Another person paints it, you you either form it, or you put it in the in the... Seed to be me'ubad. Today they don't use seed. But whatever it is, you, you press the machine, L'Shem Ketushat Filin, and then somebody else comes and does something else. It's, it's not done one, by one person. So each person needs to say L'Shem Ketushat Filin as well. This is on a natural, mamash, a natural, mamash. We just touched the surface of the paint of the Filin. It's not even, it's mamash lechazuta be'alma we spoke today. On Ilchot Batim, Be'ezrat Hashem just to give us a little bit feeling. Chazak uvaruch.